You're listening to Save the Date, the number one podcast about all things wedding It is Q&A Thursday. I'm Alicia, the host of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. So great to have you on board. So great to be in your ears, wherever you may be. I always love hearing, as you'll hear from uh, the letters and questions I have been receiving. I love that people say, hey, I'm here. This is where I listen. It makes me really happy. Today's episode, as you know, I've said it's a Q&A episode. I'm also bringing you an interview with Emily from the Wedding Hair Company here in the UK. She is a riot. I love this gal. I'm going to claim her to be mine now. You know when you meet someone and you just go, oh, you're my, my type of person? And she's my type of person. We had a real giggle and a really good time. We met at the Etsy Wedding Fair in London recently, and we're talking all about wedding hair, things you need to do to get it right. So all that and more is coming up. But first, let me tell you a story. So this week I have uh, had a wardrobe crisis. Do you know, I'm sure you've had this where you can go through your wardrobe 180 times and yet you hate everything and things don't fit the right that you remember them fitting and we're in a transitional seasonal period right now. I live in London even don't let the accent fool you. I live in London at the moment and uh, look, it's not spring in London isn't like spring in Australia. Spring in Australia is you put your t-shirt on and your jeans and you go outside and you're fine. Whereas in London, it's sort of like winter. So uh, having a wardrobe crisis, could not find a certain top I decided is the only top I was going to wear today and pulled everything apart and then realized after my freak out that it was at the dry cleaner. Now, we don't really use the services of a dry cleaner very often because we don't really wear clothes that are very dry cleaner friendly. I mean, we're pretty casual people. Don't get the wrong idea. Fashionable, but casual, really. And uh, I popped across. The dry cleaner is literally across the street from us. I dropped it off in some sort of frenzy, forgotten about it, and it was about seven weeks ago. So I thought perhaps I'd just throw my clothes out. I don't know. Again, I don't visit the dry cleaner very often. And I promise this has a point. I really do. It's not just a rant about the dry cleaner. I went in there and I apologized and I was all a fluster and I said, I hope my clothes are still here. And uh, the lady said to me with a very sort of nonchalant attitude, she said, well, no, the clothes are still here. We give you three months and at least you're not dead. To which I replied, okay, well, no, very much alive and well. I'm here. I have my money. What do you mean? At least I'm not dead. And we sort of got into this existential, quite emotive conversation about how many people just don't ever show up again to pick up their dry cleaning. And I was like, fuck, this is pretty heavy for, you know, Wednesday morning. And uh, it was really actually one of those enlightening, bizarro experiences that made me live today in a really positive light. The dry cleaners, Debbie down a moment saying, you know, she told me about businessmen that had had strokes and people that have been hit by cars. And it was depressing, but it also made me go, come on, Alicia, make the most of this day. So that's what I wanted to share with you. It's not wedding related, but it's that moment of going, oh yeah, even if things are a bit stressful and crazy and even if I've had a fight with someone or I've had some bad customer service that I play over and over again in my mind, it's just what I do, at least I'm still here and collecting dry cleaning. So since that happened, uh, I told a friend and we've decided we are going to keep reminding ourselves, at least we can still drop stuff up at the dry cleaner. 
it's a new it's a new little mantra that I want to share with you and hopefully you can tell your friends. And funny enough, not really funny enough because it's a depressing topic. I promise I'm going to wrap it up soon. But I said to the lady, if if people forget and they're not dead, obviously, not obviously, but the people that are still alive and forget, what happens to their clothes after the three months? And she said, well, we call and we call. And if they've moved or they don't answer the phone or they don't come and collect, we donate them to charity. So I think that's nice. I bet you could find some really good stuff that has been left there. And I asked her about wedding dresses. And of course, people don't really forget their wedding dresses. But she did say that people get really slack after the excitement of wearing the wedding dress. They drop it at the dry cleaner and then they push the limits. They are usually there for the three months. People just forget about them and they've moved on with their lives. So if you are taking your wedding dress post-wedding to the dry cleaner, don't scare the dry cleaner and make them think you're dead. Just go and pick it up. The end of my story. (laughs) Thank you for tolerating. Thank you. Hey, I've had some wonderful feedback this week on Twitter. I... I often forget to share some of these tweets. They're really funny. You guys are funny. I You make me giggle so much. I love hearing from you. Victoria Everington, uh, at Victoria Ever, she said to me, Save the Date PC, check out the zombie fitness app. And she's hashtagged at zombie run, hashtag apocalypse escape training. Now, this thing, I, I have been, I've downloaded I have not yet used it, but Victoria, thank you so much. If you don't know, I um, am a bit obsessed with the apocalypse. Again, I love weddings and zombies and escape plans. Think about it. Look in the room you're in right now. Maybe you're on a bus. If someone turned feral, how would you get off? This is what I want you to think about. It's a good little exercise. I play it on the tube and decide which person would push me down first to save themselves. Yeah, they don't know. I'm a small woman. But I'm strong and I would win. Uh, what else have we got here? I've had quite a few listeners actually get married this past couple of weeks. And it's been really nice to hear from you. I mean, when you write to me and say, oh, it's coming up. I'm so nervous, but thank you. That just makes me really happy to well see that I've helped you through to the big day. And also that you've had a successful time. In particular, I would like to share with you a quick email. I'm going to say your name wrong, but she's probably not listening anymore because she's done the wedding. Hopefully she's going to move on to Hey Lady when that comes out very soon. Uh, Asa? Asa? She's from Sweden. So uh, that's a terrible accent. Again, sorry, Swedish people. But she says, hello. I just wanted to say thank you. I'm getting married on Saturday, which was last Saturday, in a barn in the forest outside of Stockholm. For the past year, I've been planning my wedding and listening to your podcast, and you have helped me in so many ways during this process. You made me laugh so many times and made this whole process of planning a wedding joyful and happy. So I just wanted to send you a little thank you for your lovely podcast. That I honestly, I read it out to Rich about five times and he's like, okay, I get it. Well done. You're helping people. I just made Rich sound like a real jerk. I promise he's not. He's a really nice guy. But, uh, you know, you can only read self-praise emails so many times to your husband before he just turns around and has to have some quiet time. Hey, here's a question for you. I am really fascinated with trying to find some brides and bridesmaids who are considering or have done it renting their dresses for the day. This is a topic that really interests me and I would I mean I can talk about it all day but I would really like to try and find some people who are considering doing that and who might want to share 5 minutes of their time with me via Skype. 
doesn't matter where you are, for a quick interview for an upcoming podcast. I really think that this is the way of the future. And you can, of course, in America, Rent the Runway has been going for quite a while. There are a number of other companies. Also, if you run a company that does this, let me know. I love hearing from you. But they are offering some amazing, amazing dresses. And I was looking at this thinking, this would be fantastic. It's an easy way to save some money. Also, a really easy way to wear a very expensive gown that you probably wouldn't get your paws on in other times in your life. And it would just be nice to have some one-on-one personal feedback and discussion. So if you are one of those lasses or gents, perhaps, uh, please get in touch. Just contact me via Save the Date podcast.com that is my headquarters that's where I belong and uh, I would really appreciate the feedback tweet me as well if you don't want to go to the website or Instagram me or Facebook me oh get so tired saying that just google me fine I've got a couple of questions to share with you and a couple of statements that I'm going to uh <laughs> this sounds silly a couple of statements that I'm going to expand on but you'll get me I promise this is not going to be strange. Candace wrote me a wonderful email and uh she brought up a couple of things. She sort of said that she well she was very complimentary about liking the podcast and she linked to a wonderful letter written by her bridesmaid Claire McGurr. And it was all about the uh, gay marriage vote that's happening in Ireland. That's actually happened. I'm recording this before it's happened. I don't want to break any magic here of what happens uh, on the podcast, but I try and record a few of these uh, before it ha- before you're hearing them. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not live. I'm not just sitting in a box talking to you right now somewhere. This is a pre-recorded entertainment program. But she did say that the vote is happening for the citizens of Ireland. It's coming up, well, it's on May the 22nd. So wherever you're listening, I hope that it, the referendum that is uh, amending the constitution um, of Ireland to include marriage equality, I really hope that comes through. The link that she sent, Claire had written a wonderful Facebook post about the yes equality vote and uh, trying to encourage people that don't live in Ireland, that are expats all over the world to still try and find somewhere to and, and facilities to vote in this referendum because it's really important that we uh, support our LGBT friends and uh, it's about time. It's great. I really hope that it goes through in hindsight I probably shouldn't have mentioned dates on the podcast, but I just wanted to thank you for that note. But also, uh, she goes on in the letter to say that she's been a subscriber to the podcast since she got engaged in March, and she's going to be looking forward to subscribing to Hey Lady. She says, I listen to my commute going to work in LA, which takes me 40 minutes to go 11 miles. Oh my gosh, I feel your pain. Honestly, it's the same in London. You could walk quicker than those big red buses, to be honest. She says, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. She says, uh, I haven't listened to all of your episodes yet. Well, there are 56 now, so get a move on. But if this tip hasn't been mentioned yet, creating an email account specifically for our wedding has been immensely helpful. We use it for all of our wedding vendors and for all of the random mailing lists and online contests I sign up for. It keeps everything nicely separate from my personal email so nothing gets lost in the shuffle. Now, Candace, this is such a good tip and I can't believe I haven't even said this before and we haven't talked about mailing lists and subscribing to all of these things. I know I've been trying to encourage you, my lovely listeners, to subscribe to my mailing list, which I hope, Candace, you've added this email address. I know that you've subscribed 
I can see you on my list. It sounds a bit creepy, but you, you know, we're in it together. But it's good to keep things in one place because to be honest, when you're getting quotes in, you're getting lots of communications from lots of different people, it can become a little bit of an organizational nightmare. I know when we were planning our wedding, I was getting quotes They were coming out of my ears. I was going to say something a bit more crude, but I'm going to stay classy. They were coming from everywhere and we were getting lots of lots of quotes. And if you're not shopping around, well, then we've got to talk. We need to talk. It's really important to test the market. And I'm I'm not saying if you found the dream photographer and you are absolutely sure that they're the right person for you and you're comfortable with what they're charging, fine. But most of us, I would say, out there are shopping around. We are doing our research. We're meeting with new vendors. We're trying to find a fit for us. And that means that you probably will be getting lots of different quotes, lots of different information packs. A lot of photographers will send a nice series of of, uh, well, hopefully it's in some sort of packaged PDF situation, examples of their work. Caterers will come back. So you start to get a lot of paperwork. Now, in the olden days, we'd have physical papers to be filing somewhere and it might help you to get a folder and a notebook. I mean, you should have your notebook. That's one of the biggest messages of my book is buy a separate notebook where you can make notes and also keep track physical track of what you are spending. If you are forced to pick up a pencil or a pen and write it down, I assure you, you'll be a lot more responsible with the money. And when you are forced to write it down with a pen, I'm not talking about, well, maybe you work in Excel, but I think it's nice to have a physical budget book where you can keep track of it. You'll become a lot more responsible. I guarantee you. It's like when you are perhaps going on a diet, which I don't think you need to do. Just don't eat as much sugar. That's all I'm saying. But it's like when you were trying to monitor a diet and it's really easy to cheat when you're not keeping track of what's going in your mouth. (laughs) You know, you might go, oh, it was just a couple of biscuits. But then you go, "Mm, I might write those biscuits down. And by the end of the week, you realize I've had 68 biscuits and you become a lot more responsible with what you are putting in your mouth, what you're paying out of your purse. So it's a really good idea, as well as having the email account to collate all this stuff, to remember to have a physical book as well. You might have a nice pretty folder. My bridesmaid, Nicole, my lovely bridesmaid, she bought me a very funky folder, which was a wedding folder. You don't need to do that, really. You can just go to a local stationery place and purchase a simple folder and stick a, a some sort of, you know, nice picture on the front of it, like we were in high school. Do you remember when we used to decorate our books and then put clear contact over the top of them? Do kids still do that or are they just going out and having sex at 13? Probably that's what they're doing. But I really remember really getting competitive about decorating my book. So you could decorate your wedding folder. Do it. It's fun. Have a night of craft before you hate craft after over committing to too much craft with your DIY. So, Candice, you you bring up a really good point. Have the wedding email, and it's also something that you can then use for RSVPs if you are choosing to do an email RSVP. If you are registering for a wedding website and you're buying your own personal domain, 
whether that be through Squarespace, who are one of my partners for the show. No pressure, though. I have also used GoDaddy in the past. There's uh, quite a few different domain registrants where you can register Sally and Jim's wedding day. I don't know if that's still available, Sally and Jim. But be sure when you are registering your domain and paying for your actual hosting for the website that you take the domain registers offer up of having your own personal email. Now, this sounds complicated and it really isn't. If you are purchasing a domain name, generally you can get, you know, sally at sallyandjimswedding.com for free. You are the owner of the domain. It depends on what package you have. But to be honest, I set mine up in about three minutes. Alicia at savethedatepodcast.com. So if you don't want to use a Gmail, one solution is to register that domain if you are having a wedding website, which I think you should. They're really easy to build and you can put all the information in one place. And uh, then make sure you grab the email as well because then it looks really smart. People will be impressed with your technological skills. And also it's a great way to keep track of all of this information and not have it flood your normal email address. One thing I found as well with having a specific wedding website and wedding email address when we were planning is that by separating all of this stuff, you don't get overwhelmed. It's not getting into your work emails. Maybe you wanted to get into your work emails. No judgment there. But for me, running a small business, keeping as self-employed as I am, it was really good to keep it all separate and keep it all smooth and calm so I didn't freak out when I couldn't find a specific quote. So Candice, thank you so much for your email. I really hope uh, in the future, today, tomorrow, whenever you're listening, that that referendum came through and your wonderful bridesmaid, Claire, um, it was just lovely to read her post. I'm going to link it in the show blog so people can read it too because what she has to say is really bold, powerful, and important. And to read Claire's words, I just got really excited that she, well, as you put it, was fighting the good fight. And there should be more people out there doing that for many causes. Wendy wrote, and uh, also, people are so polite. When I said I'm going to give away my book, I can't even tell you how many emails of thanks that I've received, which is just really polite and lovely. You know how I think and how I believe, and that is manners are the foundation of society. And just to take the time and thank me, well, it's really nice. Wendy says, thank you for the book. It'll definitely be a good read for me because I just got engaged. Woohoo! Go, Wendy. She says, I'm enjoying your podcast and uh, I'm listening from Ontario, Canada. Best of luck with Hey Lady Podcast. I'm curious now, so I will check it out once you get up and running. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you very much for that. Now, I thought I would bring you to end this. It's not going to be ending. We've got we've got a good 10, 15 minutes left. Don't get crazy about it here. Don't go anywhere. But I wanted to bring you an air interview I did with a lovely lady called Emily who runs the wedding hair company here in London. It's a great idea. She does only wedding hair and makeup. That's all she does. And I know I've had quite a few hair and makeup questions. I had my lovely friend Alicia Poxrucker, who is a celebrity makeup and hair artist on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, do listen because she's, well, look, she's fun. She's got a lot of celebrity gossip. I really love talking to her. She's very discreet, but I can get it out of her. But also she had lots of tips about how to look after your skin, especially in the lead up to your wedding day, how it is really important that we focus on looking after our bodies and what we're putting in our bodies because that reflects in our skin. Now, Alicia wasn't trying to 
peddle anything. She doesn't represent any companies. And what I really enjoyed about that episode was that she basically really recommended some pretty cheap products that you can buy in a chemist or a pharmacy, depending on where you are. Because there's quite a lot of bullshit out there in the skincare world. Everyone's trying to sell us something that's going to do some sort of miracle. But to be honest, if you're wearing a sunscreen and you've got a good moisturizer, you're probably on a pretty good track. One thing she did suggest, though, is uh, to do some exfoliation, some gentle exfoliation, and perhaps get a bit of a mask routine. I purchased some masks, some creepy masks that freak rich out, some facial masks for one pound. That is the equivalent of about 70 US cents. They're fruity. Some smell like honey. And I wander in after putting them on in the bathroom and he jumps and then pretends to be horrified. And then he stares at me strangely while we watch something on Netflix while the the mask, you know, it gets all tight on your skin and then you have to peel it off. Now that's great. That's my beauty routine. One pound. All done. So now I wanted to bring you an interview I did with Emily. She, as I said, is from the Wedding Hair Company. We wanted to talk a little bit about how to look after your hair, hair trends, and uh, have a bit of a giggle too. Here it is. For today's show notes, discount links, and more, visit savethedatepodcast.com. Oh, <laughs> uh. I don't know if you can hear the sound effects here, but I'm in the hairdressing chair. Oh, I love having my hair done. It gets so relaxed. Emily, do you find people get a bit, oh, that's my relaxing noise, oh, in the chair? Uh, yeah, unconscious mainly. <laughs> There's some, some people go, oh, I don't like people touching my head. I love it. Oh, I love that. I just, I'd rather a little tickle than any sort of massage, just a little soft tickle. Yes. Yeah, I'd pay for that. I'd pay for that. <laughs> it's not a business. Forget blow-dry hair bars. Yeah. It's just like head tickles. Yeah. Some gentle stroking with, without getting weird. Yeah, exactly. Just some casual stroking where money changes hands. <laughs> I think that might be a path for us to take together. <laughs> we'll sort this out. Uh, off mic, obviously. <laughs> now, Emily, you're here, you know, you've got a lovely, the wedding hair company is your business. Yes, it is. Uh, your empire, I would say. So what do you, obviously you're a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Well, so I've always done hairdressing. I'm nearly up to nearly 15 years doing it already. Um, look but 12 years old. Yeah, I'm only 15. I did it <laughs> straight away from birth. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, I used to do a lot of fashion and music and stuff. And I still, you know, dapple in that a little bit. But I'm so passionate about the wedding side of things because I just, I'm just quite a people person. I like making people happy with hair. And um, it just grew quite organically, really. So we've got a team and we operate in London and the home counties. I'm based up in the Midlands a little bit as well so I extend services up to there so it's just really relaxed you know group of people who have a real passion for it so so what's the difference between doing wedding hair and your going to a hair salon and having a little updo do you see it as a as a different sort of business yeah i definitely do i mean there's definitely a value to it in the sense of if you if you're just going for a quick session with a hairdresser you know they don't necessarily there are a lot of you know good hairdressers in salons i'm not saying that it's just the experience and um being the right kind of person i think as well is an important part of being a good wedding hairdresser you need to keep your cool you need to want to please and you know just be quite relaxed i think it's a potentially stressful situation for rides and I think they only respond to stress of others so I think if you kind of you know know what you're doing keep calm I think it helps the whole morning flow. That's a 
really nice piece of advice, if you even like an umbrella piece of advice about meeting wedding vendors and picking people that you want to do business with, if you sense that they have that element of calm and they're not going to go sort of ballistic if something goes wrong. Exactly, yeah. It's not about us at the end of the day, and that's a huge part of being good in this industry, I think, across the board. Like, you have to just understand that you're there to please that person. And, you know, not everything, you know, I've had some funny situations at weddings and things that I've had to jump in and help with but that's part of the fun you know what tell me well you know sorting out um sorting out flowers if something's gone a bit crazy or uh, quite a common one is if people are having flower crowns made and they haven't necessarily you know really um researched the flowers <laughs> and then get presented with an enormous like chandelier that needs to be sort of deconstructed and so it's easier to work with like that's quite a common one so i always tell people to get a little bit of extra flowers to come with the delivery so that we can piece something together if it's not quite right it's very funny because i was speaking to harriet the yeah, florist harriet here would never create a discussion. She would never do that. She would never ever do that. But it is something I did say to her. Sometimes you see bobblehead girls, and that's not a disrespect to the girls, no. but they look like bobbleheads because they are wearing these massive, yeah. ridiculous things on their heads. I mean, sometimes they're, they're, they're a sort of a like to a box hedge, aren't they? Sometimes. It's <laughs> true. Or a privet, privet hedge, is that one? Yes. <laughs> yes, you do not want to look like, and bigger is not always better. I've seen trellis in them before. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why? Who's doing that to people? I don't know. Very 2014. Move on. Move on. We've, we're ahead of the game. Yeah, we are, we are. So let's talk about wedding hair. Yeah. What is happening now and how do you go about telling someone? This is a double-edged sword question here. Okay. Uh, we, so my, I haven't got a lot of hair. It's quite fine hair. Realistically, you're not going to do a big fishtail braid unless I come up with some more hair. How do you be honest with someone going, that's not going to work, Dale? Uh, well, I'm I'm always honest with people. I really am. And I've, I've always stuck by that, you know, tell people when something's going to work or suggest things. Um, you know, your hair, for example, you, you can add extensions and stuff in very well, especially with a brown kind of colour. It's when it gets to sort of reds and blondes, they're harder to sort of colour match exactly. But, um, you know, you can definitely do it. But um, You want to make sure it matches because it looks freaky-deaky if not. That is one of the massive faux pas of, like, adding extensions to wedding hair. The colour has got to be spot on. Like, we often for a service where we can um you know take a little cutting of people's hair in advance of the trial and i know it sounds a little bit mental to ask somebody to cut a little bit of hair out and send it to us in the post but it's worth it because you can then color match it previous to meeting the client so you can have like a full range of extensions beforehand um exactly to their shade sort of thing so it is something that's worth worth doing but it is a bit weird I, just wanted to, I really feel like the comedian in me wants to go and where do you do you put that in your collection yeah, later I've on i've got an enormous collection <laughs> The wedding hair company, slightly freaky but lovely. Yeah, that's. I think it's wonderful advice because yeah. you do sometimes on public transport. I'm a people watcher, and sometimes I do see ladies with you know three toned hair yeah, yeah. extensions where it doesn't really blend in properly. Wow, yeah, we don't, we don't, we would never do that. And that's a nice idea to say, hey, think ahead. Yeah get it all done well, it's just you know that's not necessarily something that somebody might be like umming and ahhing about that I'm just like we'll just get it done because the results are worth it in the end like we want people to get the maximum amount of their trials that they can have so that they feel like they're getting a full service and it's thinking outside the box like that that gets you the results that you want so can I ask you about trials I get quite a few I do a and a episode and I get lots of questions I know it differs from country to country I've got a lot of US listeners trial how much money and time should people put into hair trials? Is it something that is um, necessary? 
A hundred percent, yeah. I mean, I would never... The only situation where I've ever turned up to weddings um, without previously doing a trial is if they're, if the client's coming from another country, maybe. Um, trial is it's the most important part of the service because it's you need to make sure you're getting on with that person firstly because nobody wants somebody involved in that element of their day when you're really in their personal space. Like, you need to be getting on with that person and, and more importantly, you need to be getting the right stylist and you want to be finding that out without the pressure of the wedding morning not two hours beforehand exactly yeah no i mean it's just you should definitely have trial (laughs) okay and and back to my long-winded question what are we seeing in the way of wedding hair what are your i hate trends i hate using that word and i hate using the word hate but i just think trends are something to go you got to do what you want to do i agree i mean i don't we're a very relaxed company in the sense that we don't really emit a fussy overdone nature so for that reason our clients definitely come to us for that but don't get me wrong you know we do do some really sort of um beautiful traditional kind of english kind of hair dressing i guess if you call it that um but on the other hand you know the rough and ready textured braided styles um they're never they're never going to go anywhere really like it, it's it really comes down to getting that theme strongly through your wedding and getting the hair to match the dress perfectly but I, I don't really believe in trends either I mean if, if we do braided stuff it's always really really popular like on our Instagram or on our website but I, I wouldn't rule anything out at any time of the year or any year because it depends on the client like what they're after All right, let's do some hair and we'll come back in a moment let's do it All right, I'll turn the- Do you want to say that on the same right. <laughs> Okay, no, you can't. Come on, mate. <laughs> My hair is did. My hair is done. It's beautiful. It, I'm, I'm allowed to say that. Okay. <laughs> you did a marvellous job. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's very, very nice. Sort of tussled and... Whoa, how would you describe it? Well, the thing is... That. Well, on. listen, in all seriousness... Listen, come on. Stop it, because the thing is... <laughs> I do think, and this is a genuine thought, that good wedding hair should look like the bride has done it herself in an effortless way that is not too contrived. Yeah, that's the key. That's yeah. my key. I think the key... Well, I'm opening the door that your key... I don't know where that's going. Stop that. Yeah. Now, listen, the... I agree with you because sometimes you see women who've had their, who've been so overpreened, yeah. and who have had, and they've used shiny weed hairspray. Yeah, exactly, crispy. Don't get them near the candles because they're all going to go up, explode. Yeah. They're just going to go straight up. You, you don't want to be flammable on your no, wedding day. No, exactly. You, you know, I know that's a bit of a funny sentence, but it should look just relaxed. Like, it, you know, even look a little bit like it was done maybe the day before. Like, even if it's a smart style, it shouldn't have that fake edge of like unrealistic dimensions and the silhouette should be good like you've got to look at the whole picture of it and you know keep it keep it underdone rather than overdone now, do you want to see the dress before you do or some sort of yeah. design i mean like pinterest is 
the thing that we just use and abuse. Like, if there was a charge for that, I'd be in trouble. In big debts. In debt right now. Um, it's just such a good way, you know, of just getting in somebody's head. Like, they just put everything on there that their hopes and dreams are, and then you can kind of pick Shatter them. So, yes, yeah, shatter You're never going to look like that. Your hair won't do that. Forget it. Forget that. Get rid of that whole board. No, but, you know, the pictures speak all the words that maybe sometimes people don't find that easy to explain. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, good to get gather that inspiration. And the dress, is, the dress is really important as well. And when you're piecing everything together, earrings, jewellery, veils, headwear, like whatever it is, you need all of that information to make a decision to create the whole picture because it is, you know, it's a whole look that you're creating. How do you tell someone to tone it down? take those earrings out they're horrible yeah. great just be honest <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean what well, you know at the end of the day when you come into that situation you're in a position that they they trust you clients want your opinion about that sort of thing so i'm just always honest with people and just say oh no maybe this would work or maybe that's a little bit too much or and then when you start to strip bits back if it has gone a bit too far in one direction you get you get to a more sort of simple and elegant you know elegance is is what you really ultimately aim for isn't it it's you want every day yeah uh, just you know in the morning in the evening wednesday afternoon elegant elegant but i mean for a bride you need to look elegant it doesn't matter if you're whimsical like beachy sort of bride or you know any anything can be that word elegance should apply to everything i think couldn't agree more and i think the idea that it was Coco Chanel, I do believe, that said, you know, just take one thing off. She didn't say it like that, clearly, because she was a lot more... That would have been... She was more eloquent it, and if elegant. If she had said it like that, it would have been bigger than the, wor- the way that she put it. Just take one thing off. Just take the one thing... That would be on all those pictures on Instagram. Coco Chanel. Was it not that she said that a woman needs to have a good handbag and a good... Yeah, she said that as well. Yeah, yeah. And a good... It's catchy. Just take one thing off and you'll look better. There it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, thank you. We're great. You are. And if we want to follow you on various things. Yeah, Wedding Hair Company on Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook. All of them. All of them. Uh, well, I will be connecting with you. So if you I'm need... I look forward to connecting yes. with you. I love that. I think we're going to be mates. And, uh, and you can find you can find the business through me as well. If you yes. can't, go and look for yourself if you're lazy or whatever your various problems are. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to put a picture of my face on the website and you can just click on my face, yeah? That's I, I want to click on your face. <laughs> and I want to send you some creep. send my hair to you like a creepy... Send me your hair. <laughs> For no reason. your company slogan. The send me your company. hair. Send us your hair. You might just get envelopes of freaky dicky hair now oh, coming to you for no reason. Don't do that. She's too nice. Should we also say that it needs to be head hair, not anywhere? Yeah, it is. Now, she took it there. I did not. She's so, don't put that on. She's saying, don't put that on, but I've said it, but don't. You're adorable. Thank you. Thank you. This is fun, wasn't it? What's fun? I had to leave our giggles in because I had such a good time and she was such a good sport for putting up with my shit while she was doing my hair. It was great. Now, I met Emily at the Etsy Wedding Fair. Do follow wedding Etsy wedding pages in your city, state, wherever you are, country, because I do know they've got a couple of events coming up. 
uh, elsewhere. It was a wonderful event. I had such a lovely time. I wanted to live there. I may very well move in next year when they have their next event. I think there's a big Etsy craft day that's coming up, an international craft day. Get involved, get crafty and support your local artisan people. Hey, that's all I've got time for. It's not, I mean, I probably could talk all day, but you don't really need to hear any more of me today. I think you've got, you've had your, you've had your lot. It's time to move on with your life. Now, remember to pick up your dry cleaning. Don't give the dry cleaner a scare. And uh, I hope you are really enjoying this podcast. Hey, here's something I haven't asked you to do for a little while, and I would really appreciate it. If you enjoy the podcast, could you please rate and review me via iTunes or wherever you hear and receive your podcasts? I haven't put a request out for a little while and I just thought maybe today is the day. So if you have a moment, it's really simple to do. It literally will take uh, five seconds. But if you can leave an actual comment as well in iTunes, it's really nice because it encourages other people to jump on board, take a risk. It's not really a risk. It's free. I mean, if they think it's a risk, then maybe they're not the right people for this. But it helps them to make the decision to click that submit, click that download button and uh, come on a journey that we're on together right now so thank you so much in advance for doing that if you are missing out on downloading my book head to save the date podcast.com and download the guide to getting hitched that's it until monday i bid you adieu i bid you happy days save the date wedding podcast don't plan your wedding without it